Well, hi there, and welcome to the Mamie Bridal Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Estes, and today I'm super excited to introduce you to one of my very talented friends who I have the pleasure of also working with, Miss Heidi Hall. Heidi is a jewelry designer, and she creates many of the custom jewelry pieces for our brides at Mamie and across the country. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So before we jump into Heidi's jewelry and why she is here in New Orleans, let me give you a little background on my friend. So she lives in Washington State and her and her husband have two beautiful little girls. And Heidi's passion for art and design really started, um, she was in New Zealand teaching art classes, which just led to her love for jewelry making. And since she has really turned her jewelry business into really a ministry, a deeper calling for her work, something that's super meaningful and impactful. And we'll get more into that a little bit later in the podcast, but just briefly, she um, her ministry is helping to fight human trafficking, which she started in this ministry at home in Washington State. And after many years of doing that, she had the opportunity to travel to Asia. And so she is now really making an impact in Thailand with her jewelry business. So we will get more into that a little bit later. So as always, we're super happy to host Heidi in New Orleans for a couple of days. We have a lot of exciting things going on. So we are recording our podcast for you. Then we have a photo shoot later on today. We are hosting a sip and shop tomorrow evening and a trunk show Friday and Saturday. Saturday for all of our brides. So I know you guys have a bunch of questions for Heidi. And so I thought maybe we would try to answer a couple of those right now. So we will start with the process and importance of selecting bridal jewelry at a bridal boutique. So the process really starts at bridal market. Um, I go there to see what the upcoming trends are going to be in necklines and sleeve lengths. If the neckline is a little more plunging this season, then we need to make adjustments for that in the jewelry designs themselves. And then I get to go and travel to some of my favorite boutiques like Mamie and meet with actual brides and make sure that the trends we're seeing at market are trans into the salons and that's actually what the brides want because sometimes we just get it wrong and we have to take a a step back and and listen to our brides and so um, that's why I'm here this weekend. Our brides always love being a part of the design process and customizing their pieces to perfectly pair with their wedding dress. And so it's such a privilege when Heidi is here and the brides get to meet her and talk with her about what options there are and what they can do to achieve the wedding day look of their dreams. And so Heidi, would you mind just talking about the selections process and the um, collection and what types of custom options are available for our brides. I would love to talk about that. Thanks, Melissa. So basically, I get to hang out and watch a bride try on all these beautiful gowns. And then there's the moment where she finds her dress and says yes. And then that's when I get to step in. And based on some of the conversations that I've had with her and her friends and her family, 
I usually go and pick out my top three picks based on what I've seen and then also her dress and we start from there and as she gives me feedback I'm able to make custom changes and sometimes that involves getting out a, a sketch pad and drawing out what I would change and then um, going from there and sometimes we just like hit we just knock it out of the park on the first try and they don't want to try on any more jewelry. So it really depends on the bride and how honest they're willing to be with me. And it's just so fun to have a collaboration where the final jewelry piece is something that we came up with together. Um, and another thing that's really great about being here is lots of times you might want to go to a different department store and pick out jewelry and the you love the look of the bracelet but it doesn't quite fit you perfectly and so you end up settling or um, waiting till the last minute and and one of the custom options is having the jewelry fit you perfectly like you would have your dress fit you perfectly as well and so that's just one of the free things that comes along with um, having me here and I don't charge extra for that it's just part of um, our process absolutely that's such a great point I would say that's one of our brides most frequently requested changes is just to make a piece that they love either a little bit larger or a little bit smaller and so that um, that can be for earrings as well so the length depending on how tall they are maybe they want the earring to you know be a little bit longer to show off their their neckline on their gown or for one of our you know more petite brides sometimes we have Heidi take out a couple of links or maybe there's a connecting pearl stone in between two other stones and we remove that stone completely or maybe instead of one stone we have three stones there for length um and so we definitely do it for earrings bracelets of course we measure the wrist and also for necklaces so we are seeing a lot of plunge necklines and low backs and a lot of our brides are opting for a lariat look which is um, oftentimes we're doing it in the back to show off an open back but it's sort of like a dangling piece down that is really intricate and has a lot of beautiful stonework and so we want the end of that lariat to really hit at a very flattering spot on the bride and so we will custom measure that and or order it accordingly so that is a great point and we actually we do that quite often so um, another question our brides probably have for you Heidi is what trends are you seeing in bridal jewelry for 2020 so I'm seeing a lot of blue come into play, which is perfect for weddings because you get to have a little something blue in your earring or maybe just a little blue stone on your bracelet or your necklace, which is really fun. And as far as hair accessories go, um, we're seeing a lot of pearls come back that look like baby's breath and hair vines and such. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned the blue because we were actually just talking to one of our brides about her bridesmaids dresses because she is going with this year's Pantone color for 2020, which is classic blue. And so some of our brides aren't wanting to fully commit to a blue wedding, but like Heidi said, maybe just a pop of something blue 
as you know tradition for a bride so the sapphire stone really translates well for accomplishing that look and then Heidi always jokes with us that our southern brides really appreciate big earrings much larger than maybe what her brides in the northwest are asking for and so our brides do like to have you know something really stand out whether it be in size or more color just a little bit more pizzazz in general and so what we have been seeing a lot is the blush tone so our brides will try the blush toned uh, stones with yellow gold or rose gold metal and um, I don't see that going anywhere anytime soon because a lot of our dresses have sort of that blush or Moscato undertone and so that's a really great reason um, to shop in a boutique is because the jewelry designers are looking at bridal trends and so they're really making jewelry to complement the dresses that are here in boutique and it's so important to try these things on with your gown and with a veil if you plan to wear it or like Heidi said you know maybe with a hair vine to get a true sense of the overall ensemble you know a, a blue stone or a blush stone will look very different on two different brides and so depending on your skin tone and your hair color and all of those sorts of things um, you know it's really important that you get a really good visual of what your wedding day ensemble will ultimately look like and so Heidi what about your everyday collection I know it's really gaining traction in the market so what are your thoughts on where that is going and what can our listeners expect from that collection in the coming months well, you asked me where it's going, and currently it's going everywhere in all different directions. It's kind of exciting. One day I'll be shipping off a box to um, the Carolinas, and then the next day it's Colorado, and now I'm here with a bunch of it in person in New Orleans. So um, I can't say that I actually know. It's just that it's growing rapidly, and it's exciting to be a part of something that um, seems to be working and I think that it's working because it's the price point is so approachable and um, it's 35 or 45 dollars so it's a great gift price point it's a, it's nice for a little splurge to treat yourself it's not um, overly special so you could put it on your little person and then um, they're also lightweight so it's it's really appropriate for an older woman as well who doesn't want to wear heavy jewelry anymore. And earlier this morning, Heidi was telling me about, you know, the other great thing about the Everyday Collection is that it's really opened up many more doors for her to be able to share her story about human trafficking. You know, sometimes that's a difficult subject to bring up during a bridal appointment when she's having her special moment, right? Um, and so the platform has just been a huge blessing as she continues to grow her ministry as she's able to do some more casual kind of pop-up shops and things of that nature where she's really talking more with the community and just ladies at, um, you know, the workout 
you know, workout gym or at the grocery or, you know, at her children's school, etc. cetera, um, you know, where, where moms are wanting, you know, to purchase this, you know, lightweight, everyday, more casual jewelry. And since its purpose is really a lot deeper than just having something beautiful to wear, it's given Heidi an opportunity to really share her heart and her voice for victims of human trafficking, which is also, you know, really amazing. So Heidi, I have a feeling our listeners are really going to want to know more about the work efforts in Thailand. Would you mind just kind of sharing with us where you are in that process right now and how your jewelry business is really helping to support these women in Thailand, um, you know, to live a life of freedom? Okay, well, I'm going to try to make a long story short, but I'm not very good at that normally, so (laughs) hang with me. Um, It started over 15 years ago that I even learned about the trafficking happening in Thailand um, from a close family friend and wanting to get involved, but at that time, it just wasn't um, realistic. And so I went about life as usual, got married, had kids, um, had started this jewelry business, and then was 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 still wanting to be involved, but not knowing how. And so basically, um, by accident, I found out about an organiza- organization that was closer to me that had a safe house, and they were fighting trafficking locally, which of course rocked my world because I thought this was something that only happens overseas, and I wasn't quite sure what to do with that new information. So um, I became more involved locally at first, and through that was able to go to Asia, um, Thailand and Cambodia, and see the trafficking on a more global scale. Um, So it still didn't look like something that was going to work out timing-wise to be involved, and so I would just... um, send a little bit of money from the margins that we had from the jewelry business and I was happy with that until the everyday collection came along and sort of caught me um, off guard and in two years it passed the bridal line which is super exciting Um, but it also opened up some doors to get more involved and more hands-on in the human trafficking world so as my time is starting to be filled with manufacturing, um, I knew that I couldn't grow unless I got help. And so over a phone conversation with my friends at Not Abandoned, I had jokingly asked, oh, by the way, would you like to manufacture some of my bridal jewelry? And they had um, shared with me that actually they were indeed interested that the jewelry um, business that they were running, they had decided to shut down reluctantly to grow their ministry um, more effectively and that they were in the process of building a new um, work facility for these women and they had dreams that it would be a place where women who were currently being trafficked could have safe employment and a fair wage and um, there was a space available for me to um, get involved and so my husband and I went to Thailand last spring and um, surveyed the scenes and like really had to thoughtfully and prayerfully decide if this is something that our family was willing to um, give a shot 
And it was scary because when you're um, one of the first people to try to build something, you you don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if um, your resources are going to be enough. But um, it's been so exciting to see stores like Melissa's come beside me and just say, how can we help? And we'll continue to sell your jewelry and tell brides about what you're doing. Um, and so we have successfully trained two women to do some of the products and that's growing and um, two days ago I even did that through um, the video chat which is pretty amazing technology and we got to sit there for two hours and make jewelry together which is pretty amazing and so um, we're just continuing to press forward and dream bigger and have dreams of one day walking into this um, new building with 20 plus women who are all creating jewelry for um, a women's special day and um, it could happen. We'll just have to wait and see. So I think to tie it all together, you know, from my perspective, I've been working with Heidi for about five years. And when I first learned about her passion, you know, for this cause, of course, you know, I was all, you know, I was all in like, what, what can we do? Where are we going? You know? And so Heidi was always like, well, you know, it's a process and we need to see, you know, where it fits and how I can use my jewelry line to really change lives. And so like Heidi said at that time, it was just, I did my best to really promote her line so that she could take the profits from, from, you know, her business and pour it into the ministry. And that's really how it started. And then the more we talked and the more times she visited and, you know, I was constantly emailing her or texting on, how's your visit? What can I do? What can I pray for? Um, and so, you know, one day we were having lunch at, um, you know, when we had a trunk show a while back and Heidi told me, you know, these women need jobs. And so what happens is, I mean, Heidi's literally in Thailand, like the hands and feet of Jesus saving women from a life of abuse. And so what happens though, is that these women are using the money that they make their income from trafficking to support their families. And unless they have a steady career or a job that will give them a fair wage to compensate for the money they were making, you know, they, they either won't leave at all or they'll go back because they have to be able to support themselves and to support their families. And so that was really the bigger picture, like how, you know, getting someone to leave a life that they're accustomed to is hard, but then how do we empower them to maintain, you know, this freedom and, and, you know, job creation was really at the heart of the answer. And so through Heidi partnering with Not Abandoned, you know, they have a facility in Thailand that they purchased. And so it is um, an establishment that um, survivors of human trafficking can go to learn valuable skills and trades. And so they offer... English education. They offer computer skills. They currently have a bakery so they can learn cooking skills. They have a children's clothing line that they will be making clothing for. There is the jewelry component, which is obviously where Heidi's piece of the puzzle fits in. And so what's happening is these women 
can secure kind of emergency housing that's kind of like the next step of the project and so there will be housing there will be education and training um, and then they will have a lifelong skill that they can use to support their families and so that's really what we're looking at what we're looking at are changing hearts you know these women being healed from the pain and trauma and abuse that they've been experiencing and giving them hope, you know, for a brighter future and just really breaking, you know, that generational curse of um, being imprisoned. And so, I mean, I'm tearful even talking about it because it's, it really is such an impactful movement and we are so honored and privileged to, you know, just be a part of something so big. And so, um, you know, that's, we're having the sip and shop tomorrow night, which is going to be great fellowship and just girl time and get together and, um, you know, chat and look at pretty jewelry, um, you know, but really beyond that, it's, you know, sharing the voice for women who have no voice. And um, so I'm just honored that we, um, you know, are partnering for, for that cause. So as always, Heidi, it is such a pleasure spending time with you. Um, we look forward to seeing all of our listeners on Friday at the boutique, of course. And then we have a trunk show all weekend with Heidi in the boutique. You'll receive 10% off of any of your Heidi Hall jewelry orders this weekend. So if you're a bride shopping for the first time, she'll be here to help you pick jewelry as you say yes to your dress. And if you already have your gown, um, it's a great opportunity to come in boutique and and we can just do an accessory or a styling appointment and pick out jewelry. So um, if you'd love to check out Heidi's jewelry or just come spend time with this amazing woman, please, please feel free to come by the boutique. Our door is open. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Mamie Bridal for consistent updates on Heidi's collection and her mission work and what is going on in Thailand. We will be sure to keep you guys updated. And then we'll have show notes for this episode on uh, our Mamie blog. Um, check it out at MamieBridal.com backslash blog. And then you can check out more about Heidi and her collection at HeidiHoleDesigns.com or on social at Heidi Hall Designs and at Heidi Hall Designs Bridal. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye.